Hey, everybody, we're going to pick up our conversation we started last week. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go back and listen to that episode, and then you can listen to this episode. This is part two of a two-part series. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Welcome to The Friday Habit with Mark Labriola and Benjamin Manley. The Friday Habit is for small business owners, freelancers, and creatives who are ready to take their business to the next level. Join us as we discover how to apply the strategies we learn to grow our businesses, make more money, and live every day like it's Friday. Yeah, I think it's interesting that that whole, the whole you know, you're not, you're not born into leadership. You're like kind of developed you know, into a leader. But I, th- I think it's interesting. I feel like a lot of times, you know, people are afraid to be a leader or they don't think that they have what it takes within them to be a leader, you know? So how do you, how do you help someone overcome that, you know, to maybe view themselves differently or, you know, to kind of take um, ownership or say, you know, maybe you're just like leading one person on a team or maybe two people, or maybe you're just leading yourself. Like, what does that look like as far as developing as a leader and like, really owning that. Cause I, you, you can definitely see the difference, right. In someone who, um, you know, believes that they're a leader and the confidence that they have and the authority that they put forth opposed to somebody who's, you know, doesn't think that they have anything special to offer to the world, you know, but maybe they need to, right. Like maybe they're in a position of authority, but then they're, they're not a developed leader. I mean, we've all known people who have really big titles or they're CEOs, they drive big fancy cars, they've got these huge paychecks, and they couldn't lead their way through a wet paper bag, right? And then we've always known also those really quiet, humble people who are leading behind the scenes, who are making this huge impact, but they don't have the fancy title, they don't have the fancy car. You know, and so for us, I mean, leadership is all about choices and behaviors. It's what you do. So I do not care what your title is. And I don't care where you sit in an organization. I don't even care if you're a formal leader where you have formal direct reports. Everybody has the opportunity to lead and have a positive impact on others. So, for example, you know, Mark, you could give Ben some really tough feedback on this podcast uh, because you care about him and want him to continuously improve and want him to be the best he can be. Hmm. And he doesn't work for you. Right. Like you're not his boss and yet you have the opportunity to help lead him. So I'd like to invite you to tell Ben uh, some really hard feedback. (laughs) Wow. Let's get real. All right. Quick, (laughs) quick, Mark. Now it's time to hear from our sponsor. Uh, (laughs) This is the time for those sound effects. It's like, (laughs) I I know one, one would be uh, Ben stop stop recording the podcast in your, uh, in your workshop in your basement. It looks worse each time. (laughs) <laughs> yeah we started off with top notch quality it's like over the years it's gotten worse and worse quality because i'm just like i'm just gonna use my webcam and my dslr is at my friend's house so okay mark i thought you were gonna go back to something like ben you're just growing more and more handsome every day <laughs> yeah exactly Ben will be back to mark it's like you're just more perfect the more that uh, I know yeah you. let's let's go that yeah. route that sounds good <laughs> exactly well you know ben and i have been friends for many years now and we do have a, a really good uh, relationship where we can rely on each other to be honest and, mm-hmm. um, you know, and to just talk through difficult things with each other. And I, that's really been helpful with me and my business, you know, and, and, and so in, in some ways, you know, I would just encourage anyone who's listening to have somebody in their life that they can kind of share that burden with, because obviously being, you know, 
uh, a creative or a solopreneur or an entrepreneur, small business owner, whatever it is, you know, there's a lot of pressure that goes into that, you know, For and sure. there's also a lot of, um, loneliness that's a part of that because, you know, I have a lot of friends and I have a lot of good close friends, but nobody experiences the things that I experience, right? Nobody has payroll and nobody has, you know, growth goals and like all these other kind of things where it's like, yeah, my really close friend, you know, maybe we connect about sports and music and all these other kind of things, but he can't relate to me when I'm like talking about like, well, I might need to fire somebody, you know, he's like, well, I don't know what that's like, you know? So all that being said is I think it's really important to have people in your life who you can share that kind of experience with and be able to have honest conversations and, you know, be able to relate on that level because there's just something very comforting and encouraging about that. And I think a lot of times we want to like hoard our knowledge and our information and we're afraid that if we, you know, connect in a certain group and, and share, you know, what's working for us that we might lose business or whatever, but that's just a, a mindset of scarcity and, and nothing good comes from that. But when we have this mindset of abundance of like, Hey, let me share ideas with you. Let me share some of my business tricks with you. You know, then that just produces great reciprocity and, and growth and encouragement and, uh, you know, goodwill. So, yeah. I mean, it's, I mean, nobody does it alone. Yeah. So, so when I was young, you know, young man, I wanted to be a writer. Well, you're not a young man anymore. No, I'm not a young man anymore. (laughs) I've been, I'm, I'm 47 going on 120. <laughs> you feel like 120. <laughs> um, so, so you wanted to so be a writer. Let, let's say at the beginning of my career. Yeah. Uh, so I wanted to be a writer, you know, so I wrote a bunch of books and short stories and poems and the whole thing and failed miserably to get anything published. And probably it was the quality of my writing. Uh, but <laughs> what I really didn't understand was how much at the time publishing was a relationship business, hmm. right? And in my experience and in your world, we get to work in every industry, in every shape, size kind of company, you know, for-profit, non-profit, government agencies, you know, armed services, you name it. And they're all people-based businesses. And to be successful in any of them, you got to get good. I don't know if that's good grammar, but you got to get good at understanding other people, connecting with them, building trust, building relationships, becoming influential. And it's a skill. It's a muscle like any other. Mm -hmm. But you've got to work it and work it and work it and work Mm -hmm. it and work it. And so some people, they're natural extroverts, but what they need to work on is listening. Some people are more shy and introverted, and they've got to work on putting themselves out there. Some of us have to work on our communication skills. Some of us have to work on being empathetic and caring about others. Some of us have to work on being tough and having hard conversations and being resilient. Like we're all messy works in progress. And so when you think about leadership and the behavior of leadership, uh, those behaviors are about how do I keep working on myself and improving my skills? Hmm. And, And the other piece you know, going all the way back to that question about what if I don't feel like I'm a leader? Well, leadership is not just for work. It's for work. It's for home. It's in our communities. It's in your places of worship. And so when you get home tonight, you know, and Ben, since I've, you've got kids like Mark, I don't know if you have kids or not. Three of them. Bit, all right. So, yes. so he, both he's of actually you winning technically. Tonight, anyway, yeah, <laughs> I'm beating you in the children department. Yeah. So when Ben comes up out of the basement and when Mark goes home, yeah. you know, like, Put your hand on your front doorknob, and then I want you to pause. I want you to hit your pause button, and I want you to think about the people on the other side of that door. Now, 
if you're not thinking, you could walk in and it looks like a hand grenade went off and everything's crazy and it's mass hysteria and chaos because I've been to both your houses. But <laughs> but like you open up that door and you see all this chaos yeah. and maybe your unconscious instinct is to rant and rave and throw things and like make things worse, mm. right? Like put your kids in therapy 20 years from now talking about you. <laughs> yeah. Or you pause and you think about, okay, the people on the other side of that door who I care about most, what can I do? What choice can I make to help them stand a little bit taller or help them shine a little bit brighter or help them feel a little bit more loved or hold them a little bit more accountable or what little piece of feedback am I going to give them they can actually hear that's going to be effective, right? And so walking through your front door with your family, you can make a leadership choice. But again, it takes practice, it takes work, it takes effort, and most of all, it takes intention. Yeah. When it comes to like personality, you know, what can you tell us about like personality styles and how it plays into good leadership? Because I know, uh, you know, different people, you know, Ben and I are very different personalities, but in the same way, our personalities make us great partners, you know, in, in what we do and in the podcast and our relationship and stuff. So, you know, what's, what's your thoughts or feedback on that? Yeah. So leadership nerd again, um, when they do research on what makes an effective leader, and this is super traditional, super patriarchal kind of research, but you know they've been doing it for years and they keep finding the same stuff. <laughs> yeah. um, so first of all, if you're tall, people think you're a good leader, right? Uh, which is ridiculous, but okay. Um, other things. So that's are a Napoleon. Ex- Exactly. But he was like 5'8". He was huge for his time. Uh, So you you also look at like extroversion, you know. Uh, And when people think of good leaders, they think, oh, tuxedo and a microphone. Also not true. Um, They look at things like, you know, how cynical are you or how optimistic are you? You know, when you boil it down, what leaders have to have are things like integrity, authenticity, the ability to build trust, the ability to build relationships, you know, to have a vision, to be able to take action, to have courage. Um, And so we go back to personality types. We're all born with a personality type. It develops over time. Um, But they're not set in stone completely. We we all have preferences because our brains form a certain way. Uh, However, with, with intention and awareness and with practice, you can begin to build adaptability in your personality type, which is the real leadership skill. So can if I'm a strong introvert, can I build the ability of communication and being able to think out loud and the ability to connect with others in an extroverted way? Again, it takes intention. It's probably going to take a boatload of rocket fuel and energy, uh, but you can get better at it. Same thing if you're a strong introvert can or extrovert. Can you build the ability to shut up can you build the ability to listen Mm. can you build the ability to to empathize and care about other people and so personality types yeah we all have a place that we're starting but over time can we build the skills that we need to adapt to others needs to adapt to different situations to have the right tool in our toolkit when we need it Mm. this i i uh relate to this because i remember a job i was in gosh over a decade ago now where I had a chance for a promotion and I was going to be a a manager. And um, my boss told me he didn't think I had the right personality for it because um, 
he was like, I don't think you, you know, you're going to be able to have those hard conversations. And I'll agree. Like I didn't have the ability to like have good confrontation or honest, you know, honest feedback at the time, but it wasn't like, Hey, here's a skill you could work on and get better. I was kind of like, yeah, your personality is probably not good fit for that. You know, which I don't, I, I don't blame him for that. He probably just, who knows if he even thought about the way he was saying it, but it's just like, that's very true. And I kind of, I think you said it was the first principle of your like five practices, which was awareness. Is that right? Cause it's like, I feel like that's like the number one thing to help with this type of thing is being aware. Like I know for sure some of my biggest weaknesses are, um, you know, not being, um, very good at having those difficult conversations because I'm afraid I'm going to hurt somebody's feelings. Right. So for me, that would look like, okay, we're going to build in quarterly reviews with a checklist that I'm going to do every quarter. It's going to kind of get me started to be like, Hey, we're just, this is what we do. This is our process. This is about having a healthy company, not about me being mean to you. I'm your coach. I'm here to actually help you get better at what you're doing, not just to make you feel bad, but I'm like, Hey, here's the reality of the situation. How can we work together to get better at this? So it's like, that's the kind of thing where for me, that was the same thing. Or like one other weakness for me talking about weaknesses in communication is, and Mark knows this, this is actually Mark. This is what you would have should have told me and would have told me like, Ben, I got some feedback for you. Will you just text me back when I text you instead of waiting like three days? Cause I will say like, I am, I'm not a consistent texter, you know? And I knew that with my business, like for my business to succeed, I know that communication is like number one when it comes to clients. You just knowing like what's going on is like the most important thing. Right. Um, even if it's a no, just getting a no is better than getting a yes three days later. Right. So um, number one hire first is a communication admin person. You know what I mean? So it's like, it took me a while to figure that out. But once I did, I was like, oh, this is my weakness, the awareness, personality, build a team around that, you know, get some help for the things and always don't give up on yourself and say, I'm just this way, but at least surround yourself with those strengths maybe a little bit. And then like try to figure out, okay, how can I actually get a little better at this and suck less at texting people back? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, like we're not set in stone. Right. Right. Our, brain, our brains are always developing. We're always developing. And there's no reason to think that we can't grow and learn. You know, it's hard mm-hmm. and takes a lot of time and repetition, but we can do it. And by the way, Ben, I've got a, a member on my team. She always calls those care frontations. Okay. So if you need to have a hard conversation with mm. Mark, just think of it as a care frontation. We need to have a care frontation uh, next Friday <laughs> at three thirty. It's like I immediately hate this from the name. I'm not, I'm <laughs> I know what you're trying to do, Mark. I know what you're. Trying. Exactly. It's like intervention. Yeah. You know, uh, it's it's funny because. You know, one thing I think is, is prevalent, I think a lot of people have had to deal with over the past few years is change, you know, um, you know, with the pandemic and working styles and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Um, but it sounds to me that like one of the things that you talk about is that change is, you know, is a fundamental part of growth, you know, for a leader. Um, so how, how, how do we deal with change as a leader? And like, how do we, um, cause I, I, you know, I think change is one of those things that we don't like, right? Like we have systems and processes and this is how we've always done things. And, you know, if it was good enough for my father, it's good enough for me, you know, whatever that looks like, um, you know, how do we approach change, you know, as a leader? Yeah. So, Whenever I talk about change or talk about trying to lead through change, I always ask audiences and, and basically, okay, who in here is married or has been married before? You know, people raise their hand. 
It's like, okay, so you willingly gave up your freedom to move in with somebody else who does not load the dishwasher the way that you load the dishwasher. And not only that, you gave up half of your stuff to do it, and you were so excited about this life change that you threw a party before you did it. <laughs> and then I ask, okay, so who in here has kids? Like, you guys have kids, right? Oh, yeah. So not only once you gave up half your stuff, then you gave up the rest of your life to raise this little person who's going to take everything from you <laughs> and is going to be the most hardest thing and most important thing you have ever done. Mm. And you were so excited about it, you threw another party before you did it, right? <laughs> and so, so people... People can change. Mm. They don't necessarily hate change. They really hate change that's done to them. They really hate change they don't have a voice in. Mm. They really hate change where they got to bear all the downside and everybody else bears the upside. Right. right? And so when leaders have to lead through change, they really got to recognize that it's not change that people hate. It's how we change. Mm. And, you know, in, in, in the beginning of my career, you know, we used to talk about change being whitewater. It was a very... 90s way of thinking about change you know if we get through this white water it's going to all stabilize right like it's a VUCA world now it's it's volatile it's uncertain it's complex it's ambiguous change is going to be constant find yeah. something like about it and so leaders you know what I see in many 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 organizations is leaders like they go away on retreat they spend all this time planning and planning and planning and planning and planning and they spend months and 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 then they roll it out and they have a big party and they throw up balloons and then they wonder why people don't like the idea as much as they did. And then they get their feelings hurt and then they shortchange the training, they shortchange the implementation, they shortchange the execution and then it's like they piled a million dollars on a table and just set it on fire. Because we spend way too much time planning and not nearly enough time influencing and communicating and training and executing. Mm. Totally. Yeah. And, and even bringing people along with that journey. I've done that before too, where it's like, Hey, let me dream up all this stuff totally on my own. And then, I mean, honestly, there are some problems with it. I didn't really think about, but if I had involved the team throughout that whole process, not only are they starting in their minds trying to get used to the idea, they might be getting excited about the idea. They're processing it. They're thinking about new ways to add to it. And you're not like, spring it on them instead they're like part of the thing you're building and say like, all right here's a big new thing i thought of. i've done it both ways and yeah the first way doesn't work oh, yeah. <laughs> at least not for me and- <laughs> <laughs> nice so when did you write the the book inner will um so it just came out this year okay um and so it probably we've been talking about doing it for a while and really kind of kicked into gear uh during the pandemic you know the pan in the like like so many people in the pandemic, our whole world slowed down. And, and being in the people business, who and someone who was constantly on a plane, you know, every week, um, all of a sudden to be grounded and to be working a forty-hour week was sort of mind-blowing to me. Yeah. Um, and so fortunately, I was able to use a bunch of that time along with my team and our board and some contributors to to really finish the book. Um, and so. It really is our way of trying to keep it simple, trying to make it accessible, and then trying to kind of condense everything that we've learned about an individual's leadership into something that anybody can pick up and put into practice. 
Yeah. You know, the next book, it will really focus more on organizations. And then the book, finally, the book after that, in a couple of years, will be all about families. You're like George Lucas. You, you've already developed like three saga, you know, it's like a saga of stories. Oh, you know, yeah. Like, this yeah. one was Star Wars. The next one will be Empire. And the last <laughs> one will be <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> well, hey, you know, this has been just a great, enlightening conversation. And I, I've definitely taken some notes and have you know, grown because of this conversation. So I appreciate that. Um, yeah. You know, uh, we usually, Ben does a great job of, of taking recap notes. Usually. So ben, no, I'm just kidding. That's true. Sometimes usually, I get distracted and it's, forget. It's feedback, Ben. No, it's true, actually. <laughs> Every single time, Ben is Without perfect. fail. Without fail. That's more like it. That's, That's the honest right. thing I apologize, yeah. you know. So, Carefrontation, Ben. Ben, what is our takeaways from today's episode? What are your top, let's say, five, um, you know, tops? Yeah, uh, I think some of my favorites were uh, to discover what your core leadership values are. You can ask yourself questions like, uh, what was the last time uh, you got emotionally hijacked? When did you get super angry or happy or something like that? Uh, where do you spend your time? Where do you spend your money? Where do you spend your energy? Uh, think about those. I think that will definitely help you figure out what your core values are. Um, mm -hmm. You also said leadership's all about your behavior. It's not what you say, it's what you do. Um, and then one thing I paraphrase this, but this is what I got from what you said, which is you can be a leader, no matter what your personality, you just need to be aware of your strengths and weaknesses and adapt. You can build the leadership skills that you need. Yeah. And then also we love to give people a good, um, you know, like action item. So if you could give one word of advice to somebody who wants to grow as a leader and something they can kind of take and start doing next week, what would that be? I would say choose. Mm -hmm. So hit your pause button and choose. So if I'm walking in my front door, let me pause with a hand on the door, think about who's on the other side, and then choose how I want to show up. Mm -hmm. If I'm getting ready to come in and try and influence somebody, let me pause, think about them, think about what they need, and then choose how I go into influence. Mm -hmm. So cho choice at the end of the day. I love that. That's great. Hey, where can people connect with you and find out more information about, um, you know, your book and just how to c connect? Yeah. So they can find our organization, Inner Will, at innerwill.org, I-N-N-E-R-W-I-L-L.org. They can find the book on Amazon. So it's Inner Will, Developing Better People, Braver Leaders, and a Wiser World Through Values-Based Leadership. Uh, and you can find it in paperback, hardback, and you can find the audiobook on Amazon as well. Awesome. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. You were great. I really appreciate it. You were awesome. I hope you have more care fortations and exchange feedback in the future. <laughs> That's right. Hey, thanks so much for listening to the Friday Habit. Hey, if you go to the FridayHabit.com, you can find show notes for this episode. Uh, there you can also find links to our website, some ways to get in touch. And at the bottom of the page, you can download our guide to the Friday Habit system that will show you how to set aside one full day each week dedicated to working on your business instead of in your business. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review in the Apple Podcasts app. And if you have a question or any topic you'd like us to cover, or maybe a suggestion for an interview, uh, just shoot us a email at hello at thefridayhabit.com. That's right. And remember, until next time, live every day like it's Friday.